welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. Recording this on a Friday night here, got the Sixers-Pelicans game on the background, waiting for the new version Cleveland Cavaliers to take court. Uh, it's revenge got, night. Got a fun Bulls versus T-Wolves game here in an hour or two, and uh, here to break it all down and all the trades that happened yesterday. PJ, what up, man? What up? It's, so uh, we're going to kick it off with the Jameer Nelson to the Detroit trade, right? I thought that we should probably talk about the biggest trade of the trade yeah, deadline. That was it, right? That was, that was pretty much all. Hey, I like that trade. Sure, yeah. Both sides. It's very uh, fun. It's really important to be able to have the option to swap second-round picks. Yeah. It's a, hey, I mean, I can't really think off the top of my head of an example of having a pick swap in the second round that really panned out for someone, but I'm sure it has somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, something everyone wants to and needs to uh, needs to have. It's just good to have options. So if you, you know, we kind of give ourselves a hard time. Um, and uh, just like a lot of NBA podcasts, it's really easy to get sucked into talking about the Cavs and the Warriors all the time but today we we're not going to be able to help ourselves you're going to get a lot of Cavs talk uh yesterday they traded seven eight players away from their team six six players away from their team uh brought four new guys in oh yeah six guys in a pick uh did a good old-fashioned house cleaning so overall PJ we're gonna dive deeper into this but our you, do you think that these were good moves for the Cavs in general? Uh, well, okay. I I've got to. I mean, hey, and maybe so we is, can't. Maybe we can't use a blanket statement. Maybe we need to break it down player by player. But no, 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 no. So, so I just wanted to decide how I wanted to structure this because. There's multiple things. One, I am very impressed that literally the laundry list of guys that you would you would point out on the Cavs roster and say, if they could, they they would like to move this guy. That they were able to remove all of like the the fringy dudes that were issues. I mean, is pretty impressive. Obviously, Isaiah was causing hella trouble in the locker room, uh, and it was basically old guard versus new. But um, yeah, the fact that you were, they actually found trades for Derrick Rose, Iman Shumpert. Um, sad to see that they had a that uh, Channing was a sacrificial lamb in this that he had to go along with all the other dudes. But like, yeah, they were able to dump Jay Crowder. It um, is pretty wild actually that they were able to to do all of that in what thirty minutes. <laughs> Right. Um, so from that perspective, I'm impressed. Um, now, as far as what they got back, I I would say just based off of the fact that they took all that, the aforementioned players that I said, like the removing of those guys, I think is an addition by subtraction alone. Um, and the look of it in general, I would say is, oh, younger, more athletic. It's just... From, from that perspective in a high-level, quick glance, that's the type of thing you'd want to do, in, in essence, right? Like, 
I, I, you wouldn't want them to get older than they already were. So the direction right. of, of acquiring guys that are younger and more athletic, good good direction to take. And, and impressive you were able to do that. Um, but I don't know if they're any better than they were. And I, 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 I want to hear what you say. And I would just say, like, off of that is – possibly just cleaning out the toxic part of it and just at least you, you being in a fresh start mode right now to go into the second half may in and of itself just be all the team the Cavs needed it was just a, a scrub it clean fresh start here's new blood and at least there's there's a chance to to reset a, a true reset button but if if even if you take the old the team before the trade deadline if they had been clicking, I still think it's there's there's potential with with the new guys they brought in, but it's not perfect yet. And I'm not I'm not completely sold on it. I, I just I don't know for sure that they're I can say definitively they're better now, but it's just I think it's gonna be a better feeling watching Cavs games and I think what you have now is that our, our, our boy LeBron is going to actually try again and is going to give right. a shit. Uh, and, and I think seeing these moves and everything, I, I, I now more so understand why maybe he was taking a, taking a back seat and kind of just looking out for him and just coasting. Like, yeah, he didn't he, really want to burn himself out with a roster of guys he knew probably weren't going to be there. Yeah, it seemed like... Well, you gave LeBron a really tough time the last pod yeah. we did. I do stand by it, but and I I think it was deserved. But it's a it's boredom. He just doesn't really seem to be engaged. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a combination I don't know if it's of bored. things. I think it was frustration. I think it was out of out of frustration, and it was uh, an idea of, hey, I've done this. I've I've been to seven straight finals, like it's not my job to to win us every regular season game like you guys a specific part of the guys that are supposed to be on this team are supposed to be able to to carry us some of that and lebron is gonna manage himself manage his minutes and just he's gonna do basically right by himself in the essence that he knows where he needs to be throughout the season to be ready for when it comes to playing the playoffs like he knows what he where he needs to be and when he can give effort and what games he needs to put out because he knows he's been playing like 100 games in the season and he he can't go balls to the walls every night even though beginning of the season he was so to see the stark drop off was a little was why i was upset and frustrated by it but as more news has come out i mean you you definitely saw and Maybe that's some of LeBron's camp, Cavs, you know, whoever. But that there was just a, a real issue with once Isaiah emerged and came back, and him him having an understanding of where he fit in that locker room. The reason I say boredom is because, and I think yeah, the frustration piece is a good point. He's definitely frustrated just because. I think that what he thought he was going to get out of Jay Crowder and Isaiah was a lot more than what he ended up getting. Yeah. But the the boredom piece has to do with, <clears throat> I mean, look at what he did against the Timberwolves on what was it uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday night. 
I mean, he, so the same roster. It just he he got challenged a little bit because Jimmy's always like him and Jimmy have always kind of had a little bit of a rivalry. I mean, I don't think it's really been that fair of a matchup. I I mean, Jimmy does a good job defending him compared to oh. how most people defend him. But uh, Jimmy's uh, also had two game winners now on him, which yeah, it sucks then, for him because no. No, I would say that. And then Le- and then LeBron, you know, went nuts the other night, just crazy thirty seven fifteen. Jimmy played his ass off. He yes, always- Jimmy had it. Jimmy had a great game. My point is, is that he turned it on. He Scored. wasn't bored in that game. He he was like, Uh-oh. all right, tonight I'm putting the team on my back. Like whatever needs to whatever needs to happen, it all ran through LeBron. He made it happen. If LeBron's not playing lights out in that game, Timberwolves are winning. Well, but I don't know if it's a uh, – yeah, I still don't think it's a bo- – I think it's just a mindset he came in and was like, oh, I'm on national TV playing the Timberwolves, like a very good team. I'm, yeah, probably I'm going up against Jimmy. You know, I'm, I have to have my shit together. Um, and it was just like, yeah, I'm going to win this – like we're going to win this game type of thing. And he, I mean, he played all out. Um, and just like you it, – it's, it's incredible to see uh, – that and that's just that's that's honestly a lot where the frustration comes is you're just like when he can, he turns it on like he did against Minnesota, it's some of the most incredible basketball you ever watch. It's it's honestly breath, breathtaking to sound like a complete fanboy, sure, but uh, it is it is mesmerizing when he is just doing everything and he is actually and playing sh- and, and, and g- gives a shit. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to. I don't want this to get too LeBron centric, even though it's hard to to not make it that way when you're talking about the Cavs here. But yeah, but it's like the free. I mean, right. My overall moves. thought. My overall thought, as far as the trades go, and I would. Say, would you agree that amongst most of the the media types that have spoken out on this, they've been pretty, pretty positive as far as how they feel about the way the Cavs turned out after these trades were done well right and i and i don't i don't i am not happy like i i I think it i think it depends oh happy like i just i don't really understand some of it uh i think that it it definitely you made a really good point that they really just needed a reset and i think that that will help i think they they are going to win more games in the regular season now had they kept the previous roster yeah i think that you i think they may even be better and have a a higher chance of making the finals yes but from the long the long-term prospects for the Cavs, and like really long and just like i don't think this team's ceiling is really much higher after all those moves i i think right some of the some of the guys, in a nutshell, I really liked, but in general, the money they took in here with these moves, really like long term, they got rid of some money, but what? their their books are just like they're not going to have any cap space regardless if LeBron stays or leaves now for years. Uh, who, who who's the? I mean, Jordan Clarkson's the only big contract on. I mean, George Hill, nineteen million a year. He's got two, oh yeah, he's got two left, right? It was a three-year yeah. deal he signed. Yeah. Yeah, but you can move George Hill again. I. I didn't think it was that because because Rodney Hood's a restricted, um, and, and they got a few years cheap with Larry Nance. Yeah, but between between George Hill and Jordan Clarkson, that's almost thirty-two million a year. 
and there for the it's not it's not the money this year it's two more years after this you're but you had those that guys. those cons i don't think that those guys are going to be very movable that like especially with george hill if george hill gives a shit he is yeah he's yeah, so maybe valuable. if maybe if he plays not like himself sure well no he's oh yeah george hill kings was bad because i just think he checked out but i think if he gives a shit there's been nothing in George Hill's career beyond before this season where I was ever against having him on my basketball team. Mm. Now, what you get in the $19 million, no, I get that. I, I, if that's what you're saying, then That is sure. what I'm saying. Okay, I'm, that's, I, that's like, George, fair. But. George Hill is the best defensive point guard that LeBron has maybe played with. I don't know. I mean, Le- Kyrie, Kyrie yeah, is – Probably. You know, Kyrie uh. is as, – when he was like finals – you know, 20, 2016 finals, yeah. Kyrie was the best version of that, right? But sure, consistency, sure. if we're talking consistency-wise, George Hill's Should shooting, Should shooting yes. 43% from three. He's not playing that high minutes for the Kings. He'll probably play 30 or so minutes for the Cavs. If he can do just what he – if he can do the same thing he had been doing with, with the Kings and with Indiana, but just at a higher – you know, like pick up the intensity on the defensive end – it makes sense. Jordan Clarkson is a better version of a playmaker that they wanted in Isaiah, so I, I like yeah. that. Um, and but the and I this is coming from someone that's a, a big fan of Larry Larry Nance's game, and he's been really good this year. He can't shoot threes. They're not going to be able to play with him with Tristan Thompson. So can you really give him that many minutes in the playoffs? Yes, yes, you can. And I think I Larry Nansing, I think I like the most, just from the aspect that it's it's a direct kind of you're putting a guy in that's now Tristan Thompson can't just like defaultly get minutes just because he's the an able body, like basically what the Cavs did with that that aspect of it I think is that they gave them insurance policy of. Hey, Tristan Thompson doesn't have his shit together this year. His head's not in the right place. We're gonna bring in this kid, and either Tristan's gonna get his ass like his shit together, or he's not playing. And the energy off the bench, kind of spark plug that this team needs, you get with Larry Nance. And when Kevin Love comes, like I, I see them playing Kev, Kevin, Larry Nance, LeBron. Like I mean, that's not ideal, but. I just I I I, I think when I looked at that that was one of the first things I thought of is this is a challenge to Tristan is like you want to roll with us great like you got paid now earn it because he's been awful this season right but the I the interesting thing for me mainly though when I look at this trade is is the Rodney Hood component because like you said yeah I like the George Hill Jordan Clarkson those are two guys I I I know what they are and. I think is is needed on this team. the The piece of this this of these moves that is really the where you're going to start assessing the the ceiling, as you put it, uh, of the Cavs is with Rodney Hood, because he's going to have to be while Kevin Love's out, he's going to be probably the number two scoring option, yep. most likely. Uh, and is he is he ready for that? Also, like. I'm nervous about the idea of Rodney Hood in the playoffs just from 
some of the stuff with him at Duke that I, I have heard about. Um, Mans doesn't have the strongest stomach. Uh, I guess, like, I, well, I had heard that, like, Rodney Hood would throw up before every basketball game at Duke. Really? Yeah. Um, and he was kind of a, yeah, he just would get, like, very nervous and worked up. Now, granted, he plays fine and stuff in the regular season, but I'm wondering in those bigger playoff moments, does does he does he match that intensity? Does he rise to the, that occasion? I'm nervous about that, like, for the for the Cavs and and really what I'm I'm looking at is is if I'm comparing the Cavs now to what what the Celtics have and I I still would say I I like the Celtics roster more than I do the Cavs even with these moves but oh 100% but I will say that what the Cavs did with this is a very good response to match up better with the with the Celtics, um, sure. in the short term, sure. So here, here is the primary reason why I just, like, the primary reason why I'm not a huge fan of this. Like, sure, this might give you a better shot at getting to the finals. Yes. Is this gonna make? Is this give you a better chance of beating the Warriors? Like you, you hmm. like your your next best I, I, option at guarding Kevin Durant now is Rodney Hood. That's not great. I don't like that. Uh, I would uh, like, I know uh, Jake Jake, uh, Jake Crowder has not been great defensively this year. I'd rather have him a veteran mm-hmm. in the finals well, than Rodney Hood. Well, I, I'm not ready to. At least for me, I'm not ready to talk finals quite yet because I do think there's the buyout market piece that is still at play for the Cavs. What, and I think what wing? What wing is going to be available there? Um. Joe I mean, Johnson. Def- good. Uh, You're, he's going to defend Kevin Durant. That's no. That's just not going to work. I don't. I'm, I mean, I think Rodney Hood's going to probably. I mean, LeBron's probably going to have to play on KD. I think it's just going to be KD v LeBron for the final. They're just that's what they're setting up there. Yeah, I think Larry I mean, Nance could play on on KD for a, like a possession or like. Sure. Not, no, I, I agree with that. Like, yeah. I, if he, especially if you get him in the post, that's a good matchup. Jeff Green can too. Like I think Jeff Green's going to get a lot more minutes now, and he's played. I, I've been really impressed with Jeff Green and just general. Like his role with that team is, I think, pretty, pretty perfect for his game. They've, they, I think, they've used Jeff Green well, and I think they now with this, now that they've removed. Um, because, yeah, overall, I guess going just the, the overall look at the team for this season, I think going back to what I'm impressed about, because I, I am I was definitely very impressed with what they did because they literally took all the clunkiness out of this roster because all those dudes that I was like, I just don't see how they all fit, how it all works, all the odd pieces of it, they literally removed all that, and the guys they did bring back, instantly I can I can – picture how that all can fit together and like in an ideal way if it's running well what that looks like now i just but i just don't know if you can get there and on the fly in the middle of the season like their best advantage though is that this the deadline was before the all-star break so they're gonna play on the 13th i think is their last game and then they don't play till the 22nd 
Uh, so they'll have what's that? Eight, nine, eight days. They'll have time to get stuff going. <laughs> and the coaching staff, like Tyloo and the staff, is going to have some time to get them up to speed and, and put something together. So I, I made the joke. I was like, oh yeah, like the, basically the Cavs training camp and you know preseason starts. Like part two starts now. Uh, once the deadline was done, but I do think they're going to have a move or two from the uh, from the buyout market. I I mean, guys are still. Tony Allen got cut today. He's looking at the Thunder and, and Rockets right now, but there could be other guys. Um, like Brooke yeah, Lopez I, could get cut. I mean, I could see. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But <clears throat> I mean, I think the biggest thing they need is wings, though. And and I if I was gonna see them deal a bunch of guys, then why not? I think that they should have been trying to get some bigger wings to try to guard Kevin Durant. Guard like even if you're going against the Celtics, uh, Jason. I mean, if assuming get Gordon Hayward's back, like they're gonna have three wings that are all capable of hurting you. Uh, between Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and um, and Gordon Hayward. Oh, and you're penciling not, Gordon Hayward in to be back? Gordon Hayward's going to play in June. If we get to June and the Celtics are still around, I think he'll be playing lower minutes, but yeah, I think he'll be back. Hmm. Uh, that's a, just a guess. But Who's to say they're not the Cavs don't have to worry about matching up against the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, the Bucks are <laughs> less of a problem just because they don't they don't have they don't have the depth that, that the Celtics do. What they picked I, up Tyler Zeller, man. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, do you know what? Something that we should talk about, like maybe enough. Anything else in the Cavs? Um, really the the because I, I would like to talk about the, some other. Things well, I that did. I did want to talk like to big. Seen. Sorry, big picture with the Cavs with this stuff because, I mean, it's in that part. I think is is pretty hilarious that LeBron was kind of in a gangster move. He basically set himself up to have a chance this year uh a better chance this year i think with the current Cavs team the new the new current Cavs team i guess <laughs> uh however you want to phrase that yeah uh but yeah now the lakers have enough cap space for two max guys like i think he's like kind of like oh yeah, yeah do that now i get that la became kind of an option for him again uh, but also, it does help. I think these moves help my argument that my original theory that he was going to sign, he's going to go back to Cleveland for one more year after this. But also, you hear all this shit about him and Dan Gilbert, like, him just like cussing out Dan Gilbert, I guess. And he's just been. But I wonder if a lot of that was just to get these moves done. Because um, I think this this team at least is a little compelling from a sense of him having something interesting to come back to. There's a little more intrigue with this because depending on how they do in the playoffs and everything, I I could see the argument of him now with this this current roster saying to himself, "All right, let me give this one more run with this group with a full season, like to work with these guys and." Maybe they make. Maybe they end up moving that Brooklyn pick in the off season if he comes back, and they take one more shot at it. Maybe I'm more. I'm more convinced than ever that LeBron will be a Laker. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a, the, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's back in play more, because I really thought, I had really been talking myself into Houston or Spurs move more than anything. I kind of thought the LA stuff was crap, but. I honestly, what I, if I was to guess as to what ends up happening is that since LeBron has a player option at the end of this year, I think that it'll be likely that he opts in and gets traded after the Lakers have two other guys lined up. Oh. Oh. Hmm. So that way the the Lakers could trade Lonzo with the Wall Dang's contract to clear cap space. And who else? And Brandon Ingram? I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I'm going to try to keep Ingram. Yeah, but if I'm to make the... to make salaries work, I mean, I'd have to look at who all who all the Lakers have under contract. Cause yeah, they'd have to trade someone else to make it work with LeBron's contract. But the Luol Deng contract gets you a lot of the way there. Yeah, I mean that's that's and most Cleveland of it, gets right? their pick back. Right. Hmm. Ultra. Yeah. That's a wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, I you that, come up with that I all think, your, all by yourself. I think that it makes a ton of sense. I mean, the the idea of packaging Luol Deng and Lonzo together. That Bill Simmons talked about that oh, yesterday. I haven't listened to that. But the idea of LeBron opting in and then getting traded to um, the Lakers after they've already signed a few guys. That. But why would the Cavs? Do yeah, I guess it's like really why the Cavs would do that, but because what if because what if the Lakers are giving them Lonzo and, and Lonzo and the Wall Dang, or maybe they get a third team involved and the Cavs can get another first round pick and maybe something else to give up LeBron, and otherwise LeBron says if you don't do this, I'm leaving. You know they have he pulls the Chris Paul. It. Yeah, he he pulls a Chris Paul. Wow. Damn. I mean, we'll see. I, I but I, I, I had don't, not thought about that at all. I don't see I do not see him staying with this roster as is cuz he's never clicked with Kevin Love despite the fact that Kevin Love is essentially done whatever LeBron is like what well, I don't so know what that's else a, he I, wants him to do and he doesn't have like despite all these moves and yes they're younger and they have some good shooting and another playmaker and some things that can help them they cannot compete against a team like the Warriors with four four bona fide stars or the Thunder with three or the Rockets with two or three depending on who you're qualifying as a star it's just like too many teams out there so if he wants to stay in the east and team up with somebody else I don't. I couldn't tell you who, like, what it's going to work with, but like, why not go west of the Lakers, who's going to be one of the very few teams that have cap space and could sign somebody else? Now, this is this is all contingent upon. I think, you know, Paul George's free agency is the big question mark, because he's saying, he's saying he doesn't know he's going out to LA, but he loves playing with Russ. He's saying all the right yeah. things, really. And I could see that even like, yeah, 
Because, yeah, all the L.A. stuff, it I just, mean, like... Would it surprise you if Paul George and LeBron had, had a conversation and say, hey, we're going to L.A. next year? They're going to talk about it over All-Star Weekend, probably. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. It's... Because I just really just had sold myself out of all that L.A. crap. It's just like, oh, that's just super... That's just, like, a very, like, easy storyline to develop and push, and that's... Whatever. I just thought, feel like that's so fucking lame, but... Hey. If they do it the way you're describing it, I'm kind of fucking down with it. <laughs> but I was also it definitely... It makes a lot of sense. Yo, like, I was just down with the idea of, like, what LeBron, like, basically setting up situation if this do- goes well, him to, like, stay in Cleveland one more year, or if it, like, does suck, he's now has, like, an easy path to go to the Lakers. I thought that was gangster in of itself, but if he does the Chris Paul stuff along with all of this and gets, yeah, two dudes to sign with the Lakers, that's super fucking gangster. And it's also, it's a lot wor- it's a lot better of a situation for the Cavs than just having LeBron walk. So at least they're getting something out of that, whether it be a piece or two from the Lakers or if a third team gets involved, they get a couple picks. It, it it will be very interesting. This off season will be, uh, it won't be as chaotic as the last two. You there will, what? Hold up, you what you just told me, like all that shit. That's super crazy. Sure, but it, okay. So I guess the ramifications as far as how it impacts who's going to win the championship, it, it very well may be bigger. But as far as the number of guys that are moving around, I don't think you're going to see that. Oh, like you, we saw I, last I, year, we saw Chris Paul, Jimmy, Paul George, Mello. All of those guys change teams. This year, I think it's likely that like Boogie is a question mark, but he's also hurt. LeBron mm. very well may switch teams. Paul George is out there, but then there are a lot. There aren't a lot of free agents that are really going to be on the market. There's... That are like bona fide all NBA type of guys. Um, Mr. Ultra, I don't know if I would agree with that. So I'm trying to find it now. Um, you're gonna have to give me a second. Ah. So while you're looking that while you're looking that up, I want to I want to know the number one thing that you were bummed out that you didn't see yesterday. Um, I was kind of bummed that DeAndre didn't get traded. Um, yeah, so the Clippers, the Clippers should have. Why are they holding on to? Why are they okay? They they extended Lou Williams. Didn't make sense to me. That makes some sense because I think they're they just like I think they wanted to do that, but if they had a good offer, they were gonna take him, but. To keep them under contract him. and get control. They can yeah, trade yeah. him on yeah. that contract. Too. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, that for them to sign him and then, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like they could have gotten a first or maybe more. Um, and then I just don't understand, like, why do they have a – are they going to pay Avery Bradley this offseason? Why would they hang on to him? Um, the, I just – yeah. Well, so that's a different thing. So everyone really just clamped down on their picks this year. So that was something I was going to talk about with some of like the other trades that were just overall. Like the only first round picks that went were the Cavs gave up theirs and their deals. Pistons gave up one for Blake and motherfucking Bulls got a first round pick for Nikola Mirotic. Uh, <laughs> that's like 
that's pretty cool. I was I, as a Bulls fan, that made me very happy. I got a little excited about that. But okay, here. So I was gonna say the two moves really they were kind of a tie for me was the DeAndre thing. But I was really bummed that the Nuggets didn't make more moves. Um, I just don't know what was out there and like what they could. Um, I wanted to see him move do more than just move Moody, eh? But. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I'm looking through free agents here, man. And, I mean, Boogie Boogie would have made things a lot more interesting. But now we, with players just not really knowing what's going on with him post-surgery, you don't, you don't really know. Mm-hmm. And there aren't there aren't that many big names out there. There just aren't. It, there are more coming off the books two years from now. But yeah, I, I'm yeah. So that that you help. Thank you. What a good host, Ultra. So that brings me back to my thing. So for next year, so for the off season, there's um for the summer, there are only seven teams projected to have over ten million dollars in cap space. There's only gonna be five with over twenty million in cap space. Do you want to guess yep. who the five teams are that will have over twenty? Sixers. Yes. Kings. No. Even after the trade they just made. The Kings will have over ten. They will not have over twenty. Okay, so Sixers. Um, well, Lakers definitely. Yes. I was like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, Sixers, Lakers, definitely. Um, oh damn! If the if the Kings don't, then I'm not. I'm not really sure. Uh, Jazz? No. Hawks? Yes. Um, Nets? No, they no. took on with the crab and. Uh, no, Nets do with not. crab. Oh, okay, hit me with the last two. Bulls and Dallas Bulls, Mavericks. Sure. Okay. Yeah, so I mean the Bulls could have some draw. So that's so that's why market. I think there's gonna be some trades still going down. I think people are gonna there's I feel like that's just encourages more trading than anything. The bull the Bulls will pay Zach Levine, so that's gonna eat up some space. But they have his bird rights, so they could sign someone before they do that. They have some flexibility. Um, yeah, I mean that's gonna be the this off season. There aren't there are plenty of guys that two summers before now, these kind of guys could easily could have been making. Like Avery Bradley, if he hit free agency two years ago, would it have surprised you if he got paid twenty million a year out of that? 18 a million? Yeah. 18 million a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, Evan Turner is making close to that. Right. And that's what he got paid that offseason. Right, uh, right. Alan Crabb, not that much less. And now he is like, I'd rather have Lou Williams than Avery Bradley. And he's yeah, making 8 it's million so, a year. I don't, I don't want to say that just because, like, Avery Bradley's had a somewhat rough season, but. He's had a rough season. He's battling injuries, but, like, hey, maybe, maybe 10, you know, Three year, four years, forty million. He maybe he signs a one year contract in hopes that more teams have cap space a year from now. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I kind of feel like if 
that's why I think LeBron and Paul. I could see those guys staying one more year, and then it's like, all right, the year after we've got more options. Um, right. And they both like have compelling reasons to try at least one more run with their respective teams. Um, LeBron well, maybe it, less than. Uh, yeah, you bring up a good point that if LeBron's not leaving, if LeBron's not leaving the Cavs to go to the Lakers, then out of those other four teams, who's he realistically going to? And. He's not going to go to the Hawks. I don't think he, I don't see him going to the Bulls. As as happy as that would make you, I don't oh, think wow. that that's going to happen. That would be be quite the yeah. Although yeah, I mean because yeah, LeBron's really not looking to do the whole young mentor thing quite yet. I think in maybe three seasons he'd be more open to that. I think he's he's still trying to do that win now. Right, so um, yeah, I just think it yeah. makes. I think these he. If you look at the way the Cavs look right now, and what they could realistically do in the off season, sure they get the Brooklyn pick. We'll, well see that's that the lands. thing. Yeah, I mean the Brooklyn pick gives them a thing. If he does say oh, I'm going to stay one more year, I wouldn't be surprised if they move, because that Brooklyn pick might not even be top five. No, it's probably going to be. It's probably going to be around eight. You know, right in there. So then, if you package that together with Kevin Love, that's your that's your the best package you're putting together, right? Or so what can you get with that? And do I think it's someone that's going to play, you know, play Robin to LeBron's Batman and put them in contention to win the NBA championship? I I just don't know. Like, what other teams looking to deal a superstar for Kevin Love, who I like, but is can he be the second best player? on a championship-level team? I don't know. He's a great third guy. K-Love? Yeah, he's a great third option. It's exactly I, what I, he, was, he was for the for the Cavs when they won the, the championship. I think there's ago. certain teams Kevin Love could be the second-best player on. That would be... You and I should put some thought into what they could realistically do with that package and who they could land. Because uh, everything's so tricky now, because everyone's over the cap. Right. Well, that's what I mean. So you got to find someone that's going to make sense contract-wise, and that would also make sense within the the construct of their team. Yeah, I mean, it, there, there's, I, I definitely see there being potential though with, with, that kind of a package that you could, if a team does like what the Clippers did with that direction, they just take that direction. They're like, yeah. Not to say Blake, you know that type of, but that kind of thing. Like, could you make the argument they could get Marcus Saul for that? Like, no, th- that's I, don't, one. I don't think they. I don't think they could. I think the Grizzlies. Why would the Grizzlies? I mean, not? I can't believe that. I I don't understand why they they weren't putting more. I had the you know that came out yesterday that they were essentially turning everything away. Yeah. Um, for Marcus Soul and I, it just doesn't make they they're so I mean that's being in a small market in the NBA is tough and you have two two foundational players that that makes things really really tough to part with one of them when you don't know if you're gonna be able to get someone back but if you can get some picks then 
why why not get rid of someone like that that you can pair next to Mike Conley going well, forward? It's like just like this so I got one. center. Would you, if you're the Pelicans, depending on which, what if the Pelicans said, we'll take the Brooklyn pick and Kevin Love for AD? I don't think they would do it. I mean, yeah, I, I know. I don't. <laughs> oh, I'm just throwing Cavs, shit out there. The Cavs would do that. Well, I was saying in, the Pelicans. Uh, second, uh, the Pelicans. If I'm the Pelicans, I want at least one more first. Yeah, and a, like a de- a decent first round pick. Sure. Yeah, you'd have to get a third third team involved. Um, maybe the Cavs take on a little more long term salary to get rid of an expiring for someone they could throw in a first rounder. I don't know. It's, yeah, I that's think that's interesting. That's, though. Well, we can, we've got time to think through all that, but that's an ultra. You've been making some very interesting transactional points that I had not considered pre- prior to recording this podcast. Well, I, I'm glad. Now I got my head all in a swirl. <laughs> Sorry, man. I wasn't trying to, wasn't trying to throw you off here, but you weren't throwing me off. The, I like it. I'm other, digging it. The other team that I was thinking that it would be very interesting to see LeBron go to, although I don't know how it would work, is the Sixers. But I fucking hate that dude. Oh, I everything I like about the Sixers, I would fucking hate. <laughs> if he went there like cause I cannot buy into the idea that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons would want him there I don't I mean who is Ben Simmons if he doesn't have the ball in his hands it's the thing well, right yeah that's a, and like I just feel like LeBron going to the Sixers would just ruin that cause I don't want that yeah I just don't want the LeBron circus to go to there I, I like what Philly does like there's other other guys that'd be like if Paul George went to the Sixers, that'd be I'd be in on that, uh, you know shit like that. But right. I would not I would not like LeBron being there. <laughs> that'd be the one team I would say I'd I plead with LeBron to stay the fuck away from. I I, I don't think it's gonna happen, but yeah, I just him staying in the East a makes lot. Of this. I love sorry. how this. I'm is, sorry, this everyone. Is, so. This has turned into uh, what the hell happens this next year in free agency conversation, which is oh. like one of my favorite conversations yeah. to have. What, one more question, one more thing, and then let's talk about some of the other something else. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, the there was the one report of one of the Cavs players texting, uh, "What the fuck?" Or not, "What the fuck?" Now, see, I'm just I'm, I need to clean this up a little bit. What just happened? Yeah, what just happened? Who do you think <laughs> you that was? You just wanted to say what the fuck for fun. <laughs> no, I just, just yeah, I'm just I'm ruined. What player? A player that is still on the team. Yeah, who said it? Do you think? Um, Kyle Korver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Korver. Yeah, I do think it was Kyle. Korver. I like to think it was uh, Seti. Uh, Tristan Thompson or J.R. Smith. But I like to think J.R. Smith first, saw them all and then just saw the it's like the J.R. Smith meme and then like him tending that text after looking like that. Yeah, I, I my first instinct was J.R., but now that I think that it was probably a white dude. I think it was probably Kyle Corver. Maybe. <clears throat> it could have been SETI. Um, also, I do think it's cool Dwayne Wade's going back to Miami and Dwayne Wade also gangster moves got all the mo- motherfucking money that he wanted 
um, that he Miami wasn't going to get him, and he still gets to go back there, getting paid. And now, which is fantastic for everyone involved, you have the Dwayne Wade Miami Vice jerseys, which are selling like hotcakes right now. And I really kind of want one. A what? The Miami Vice Dwayne Wade jerseys. Where can you get them? At the MiamiHeatStore.com Ultra. I'm just saying, like, because... I tried to look for... They're sold out right now. I tried to look for these on another... An alternate way, a means Uh, of getting such jerseys. No, I'm saying on MiamiHeatStore.com, they're sold out right now. Right, and I'm saying that I tried to get them from a different means and have not had success, but if I do find them, I I could I will let you know. Yeah, I want one. I, I may have thought about may have thought about this yesterday. <laughs> I was like, oh, those jerseys are my favorite, and also now there's a player I'd really like to to have his jersey. Yeah, the NBA tweeted like 28 minutes ago him putting that shit on because they're wearing him tonight. <sighs> He's playing tonight. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, shout D-Wade never... I mean, that's great that he's back in Miami. It just seems right. You know Gab Union is just so, so happy. Oh, she tweeted something about the jerseys being sold out. Because, yeah, I'm going to find that real quick. She had a fun... Like, she had the stats on, like, the Dwayne Wade jersey sales. Um, While we're talking about that... um, So, other things, other trades that uh, I liked... Um, the Noah Von Ley Reclamation Project Part 2, hosted in Chicago, um, will be fun. He's, yeah, he's basically, I'm, I imagine, getting off the plane, and it's him, and he meets Bobby Porras, and it's just two Spider-Mans pointing at each other thing, and it's just like one's pointing with their left hand, which is Noah Von Ley, and then Bobby Porras pointing with his right hand, because they're basically the same oh. person, but different I hands. I over to the heat. It, it, they look so, yeah. These are nice. I love those jerseys. Everyone loves those jerseys, though. But, like, um, I mean, I think that they should change. Their- yeah, so so Gabby Union quote tweets this, but it was a Ravel tweet. He goes, hey, he put Dwayne Wade jersey uh, on sale 5 p.m. yesterday. Received orders from more than, from more than 100 countries in 15 hours. Team merchandise sales are up 8 <laughs> thousand percent from previous two days <laughs> they probably recouped but did, didn't was did they just trade him there for cash i didn't even uh know. second round pick yeah that's just fine right. i mean great move he's gonna be like scotty pippen when scotty pippen came back to the bulls for that year and a half and was like burnt out and basically needed money and reinstorf gave him a ton of cash just as like a legacy thing um, but yeah, that was a nice touch to it too. Um, oh yeah, they're playing the Bucks too. That sucks that Giannis is gonna ruin their. Uh, I thought White's it was homecoming. interesting. I thought it was really interesting that um, Moutier to the Knicks. I think is fun. I think that's. A, I think that's a. I think it's gonna be. He's gonna like really like playing. It's just. New York. It's super funny that. Yeah, Chris Stops gets hurt, which we... This is where we'll talk about that, I guess. Because we really have not... Which we knew. It was just going to be open for him. Because I've been super excited to... I wanted to do this last night, but I had plans and... 
Uh, but yeah, Chris stopped getting hurt. But the, just the irony of how many Knicks fans wanted Knicks fans wanted them to draft Moutier, and they were pissed, and they drafted Chris Stops. Now they got both, and just like ironically falls after uh, after Chris Stops, unfortunately, is done for the year. And Team LeBron is like the freaking most cursed team ever. For for us doing that that pre draft stuff and just like gassing up team lebron being so dope uh really terrible turn of events that now like four of those really dope dudes that we were all in on him drafting are all hurt yeah Um, they're going down like flies man it's unbelievable oh wow yeah this game right now this heat bucks game is like the matchup of two of my favorite nba jerseys right now because the bucks bucks are wearing their fear of the deers this is the most aesthetically pleasing regular season NBA game I've ever seen. Oh, it's nice, oh, dude. Jabari. Twin. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, live by live, uh, play by play, hosted no, by the point good. forward. Uh, yeah, this is right that Dwayne Wade's back with them. That's cool. That's some cool stuff, guys. Um, what a uh, oh, shoot! Now I lost my train of thought. Wow, this is this is once again. I, I'm like good for 45 minutes, everyone, and then it just. <laughs> we sh- let's talk about KP. About Chris Stops? Well, it's just like yeah. a bummer. I just, I mean, it was a bummer. That game was super fun for the reasons that I really want to talk about, which is my sweet Greek prince and the greatest effing dunk I've ever seen. I mean, he jumped over someone. He damn near cleared, not damn near, he effing cleared Tim Hardaway. That the, I do not know what photo will replace that as my screensaver on my phone. Because every time I've, I've looked at my phone, I've looked at my phone about 20 times during this podcast and for no notifications just to look at that photo because it makes me so happy every time I look at it. Uh, so, and I was watching it live and I did not notice it at first, but then like you, I was watching on Twitter, the replay and about the 10th one, I was like, holy crap, he cleared him, just cleared him. And then you see the photo and the photo is amazing. I'm going to have to buy that poster. Uh, he, he jumped over Tim Harway. who's like six, six. That's stupid. Yeah, turn. Turns out he's pretty athletic, man. Oh, it's so cool. It was it was awesome. He was given he was trying to downplay it too because he just didn't want to. I guess like kind of embarrassed. I like, just want like didn't really want. I knew that heat from like Tim Hardaway. I guess <laughs> you know just like, a reason to hate on him. But wow, they're just showing just shoveling Dwayne Wade merch down during these heat this heat halftime <laughs> yep i'm uh i'm watching this as well anyway um well sweet trying to think about? trying to think of, of any ultra ultra is in his down. mind saying we got 20 minutes to wrap this up no we good man other than you know i i think that you i've got some dinner plans after this but yeah i know i don't want to interrupt ultra has giordano's pizza uh which is being imported from from not yeah directly from chicago not really giordano's yeah, has expanded right. their operations outside of the chicagoland area to the minneapolis area 
Um, oh, do you know what else is kind of a fun fun trade that I, I kind of liked for the Suns is they picked up Alfred Payton, which no. I know that you, is you're one. Not a fan. That's a, well, I was a big Alfred Payton guy during the draft, and that's just that's going to be one of those I have to take a big L. It's going to be right him and uh, Ja. Um, man, dude, the whole Julio thing is making me so sad. He's not playing well. No, I'm, I'm going to have to eat that fact that I thought he was the best player in that draft and Carl Anthony Towns will every time he does something amazing I'm like wow I'm an idiot yeah like I was like oh uh, the T-Wolves are gonna wish they had now I mean I knew Cat was good but I was like oh I can't believe the Lakers and the T-Wolves passed on Julia Loco for how dare they I don't know. Maybe he'll maybe we'll put it together, but <laughs> it's gonna be my tagline for at least two more years. Maybe he'll put it together. Um, but what else did I have to talk about? There's a lot. Oh, basically, my my summary of just trade deadline overall was like symbolically like that Timberwolves game LeBron had. LeBron carried the trade deadline too because. Everything else I thought was pretty disappointing. I don't understand why Tyreek didn't get moved. I didn't understand why uh, DeAndre didn't get moved. I didn't get why um, the Bulls didn't trade Robin Lopez. I also really didn't understand. Yeah, the Alfred Payton thing I thought was weird as shit. I mean, they need some. They're, Eula, Tyler Eulis can't be your starting point guard forever. Why not take a chance on a guy? I guess. I wonder what Alfred Payton's hair is, how it's going to handle the dry heat in Phoenix. Probably not great. Yeah. He should probably cut it and just try to start a new. Yeah, uh, him cutting his hair will trip me out, though. He needs to do like the, the weekend did in his uh, video when he cut his hair. I um I also really do have to wonder <laughs> like with with some of these uh with some of these moves overall cuz I think what what really did happen was some of the, I I think a lot of guys of these trades didn't go down because people were just banking on these guys some of these guys hitting the buyout market um but yeah, like I don't know why. Why would you have taken like two seconds for Tyreek Evans, or would you rather risk like because they may want to re-sign him? I guess. Oh, if, I, if I'm the Grizzlies, yeah. Honestly, if I'm the Grizzlies, I'd want to keep him and I'd want to re-sign him because I, I unless I'm full tank. Well, so personally, oh. I would go full. I'd go full tank mode. I would have traded Gasol. But yeah, do now you, I would have just traded them both for as much as I possibly could get. You, the Gasol one I see less, because uh, they—I mean—that's like more of a business. Well, but if you're gonna if you're gonna keep Gasol, I'd rather trade Gasol second, in the off season. To be honest, I think there's more opportunity in the off season if you make. I, that. It def, I mean, this is all contingent upon them getting a good offer right, right, for him, or they I get a good get pick. A, I mean, let's if I'm, I can, if I can get a. a player to build around plus oh, a first round for him that's why i said the the cleveland thing 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not necessarily get that. I just it sounded like the Grizzlies. It was they weren't even hearing offers. Yeah, I just I I, I mean for this season, yeah, you need people to still show up. Right. I, um. What was I gonna say? Oh, the one I wanted to talk about too is the Shabazz not getting moved. Um. Yeah, there's just a lot of crap that just didn't go down that I. Um. You want to talk about Derrick Rose going to be the starting point guard for the Timberwolves here? Yo, oh, yes, yes, that was what I wanted to talk to you about. The Timberwolves. <laughs> well, hey, we and have the Ames High and the Ames High Mavericks. We've talked about him going to the Timberwolves. I'm just glad that this isn't coming up. Like the Timberwolves are considering trading like Ricky Rubio for Derrick Rose. Yeah, I, At least we traded. Which at least we trade Rubio for a future first. I just hope and I what I really want because I was talking about this after the we were talking after the T Wolves Heat game. Like I'm so dumb with Jeff Teague. Like I'm I have uh, inserted myself in with uh, Minnesota T Wolves Twitter and all about starting Tyus and you know people were like making the joke that they'll sign Derrick Rose and. Tibbs is going to eat into Tyus's minutes. Maybe they'll eat into Jeff Teague's. <laughs> they can take all, well. So I have a bit of a fantasy stake in Jeff Teague, but that they I'm trade him to for. Fork, they should. Oh, I'm my fantasy is they trade him for George Hill <laughs> to piss you off. Uh, that would because you me hate really George sad. Hill so much. I hate. I I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but I I will say that I, going into the off season, I knew that the T Wolves were going to be going after either those two guys or in my dreams uh, Kyle Lowry and none of those, and then they ended up going with Teague, and I was rooting for that way more than I was rooting for them going after uh, George Hill or so Derek Rose. I was I will admit my that was my fault. They they George Hill probably would have fit a lot nicer with this team. Yep. Uh, I was of been, the George Hill Kyle Lowry camp. Right. Also, um, small Bucks thing that matters to no one, but the Bucks when they traded Rashard Vaughn to the Nets, and then like a day and a half later, they traded him to the Pelicans. But ironically, Rashard Vaughn couldn't get minutes over DeAndre Liggins. Now he goes to the Pelicans where DeAndre Liggins is. <laughs> <laughs> That is pretty good. That's just fun um, Bucks basketball facts, folk. That's what I'm yeah, here anyway, for. Yeah, anyway, man, like, uh, Derek Rose. Yeah, the Derek. Let's just talk about it first. Because, look, they the last thing that they really need is another point guard. No, they need to one. To put in the rotation. No, I don't no, know if he goes tomorrow. in the rotation. I don't think he goes in the rotation, to be honest. I really see it just as, like, he'll be, like, the Eventually. third string. Like, he'll he's he's going to uh, he's gonna take over for uh, Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. Yeah. Say he's gonna be their fifth point guard on the roster. No, he'll really take Aaron Brooks' spot. That's the team that really he, though needs to like dude, take advantage he, of this buyout. Like he yo, goes yo, yo, yo. to the Timberwolves, he's gonna play. Yeah. He's gonna get minutes for that. But what if guaranteed? The, would you like uh, Joe Johnson on the T Wolves? I would love Joe Johnson on the T Wolves. When he was shooting, do you think Joe Johnson it. would go to the T Wolves? No. Is he gonna go <laughs> ring chase? Do you think he'll go to the Warriors? If I was him, I'd go to the Warriors. You gotta go live in California and win a championship. Yeah, that's what I would do. I like the idea of they were talking like the there was like the thirty minutes. So when they, after it got traded and then uh, there the jump 
they were like on the jump, I guess they were talking about, will Isaiah start? Will he be a six man? And then, uh, it's agent texted Rachel Nichols and we'll be like, he will only start. He will not come off the bench. Um, so then there was like the idea Lonzo's that Lonzo's starting. No, I'm talking about Isaiah. I know. I'm just saying they're saying that Lonzo's going to start though. So they must be starting together. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to start them together. They're going to play him together. Uh, Lonzo's Lonzo's big, so he can match up against twos, I guess. Uh, Dude, that backcourt will have zero defense played. Uh, But, like, I'm just saying there was a window where... I'm not saying it's ideal. No, 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 but I'm saying there was a window where people thought that the Lakers were definitely going to buy out Isaiah. And then it was, like, the speculation of where he goes. Like, does he go back to the Celtics? Does he? But they're like, oh, if he signed with the Warriors, how fantastic that would be. That would be funny. I mean, that would be amazing. It's, But, yeah, I think he's going to play there. But I feel – so that is, that is I guess, let's close where we started, I guess, maybe. I, I'll probably think of one more thing I wanted to talk about because – Probably. We've really spaced these out a little bit, unfortunately. And I just build up all this basketballness, and I'm just barfing basketball takes I've well, had accumulated. We should be able to do. Um, I'm coming to Chicago next week, so we could do one then. Mm. Maybe we'll do. We can do one. We're gonna this do week two. Too, if you... We're gonna do two this week. Okay. I think. All I'm right, feeling right. two is gonna happen. We're gonna run twos. Run it back. Run it back. Um, all right. But um, no, I lost my train of thought. Were we just talking about? <laughs> You're having a rough time, a rough night tonight, buddy. That's I just don't perform well on Fridays, and I like mentally check out. I just exit life for a few moments. Um, what were you just well, talking about? Pre- stay present, man. Oh, so oh, I, it. I, I want to wrap up with two things. It, and then we got to talk about revenge night. Okay. Um. So it. I feel bad for it because he's just gotten like the rawest of raw deals. But like some, he does have some blame in it in a way. Um, but it sucks because a lot of this is as a result of him being hurt, and him being hurt like was happening. But then him like going balls of the walls uh, in those playoffs when he shouldn't have. He should have just like looked out for himself, which I know he now wishes he probably had. Uh, so like my my one hope is that he's able to at least do enough this with the Lakers that he's able to get some of the money, not that he's going to get all the money he w- was originally going to get probably in the offseason. Nah, he's going to uh, sign one year next year and bet on himself. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, nah, I, can yeah. I thought about that. I don't know, though, because I'm wondering, like... I mean, f- dude, come to the... Co- sign the vet minimum for the T-Wolves. Come... Make it rain in Minnesota for, for a year, year, and you you go do whatever. That'd be no. He would actually he would not fit well. No, <laughs> no. There's, I mean, the starting lineup would average eight. He'll nine probably points. end up on like the Mavericks for a year. Hey, that's kind of nice. That's fun. He's uh, make Dallas interesting. He's the upgraded guy of Yogi Ferrell. I just I mean, need you're, you're silly if you don't go to the East, man. But I just need Yogi Ferrell to land in a place where he can score. Over thirty points. Wasn't that the bet? Over thirty points. <laughs> thirty. I still check. I still check every night. Do you? Just he, a little. He like, hasn't done little, it right. 
Every t- no, he hasn't. Every you're time you're too I look, trustworthy to not pay. I would. Up I if, would tell you. I know you would. I literally have never checked. I just like I check. I check all the time. Whenever I see that Dallas is up like ten in the third, <laughs> I'm always a little nervous when I click that box score button. Just like oh, maybe I only maybe look nice when tonight. I see he's had like fifteen or something. Yo, there was like maybe three games I saw he was like going off, but I just like look on Twitter yeah. and if I see Yogi Ferrell's name, then I check. But that's about it. Um, he's actually he's, he's having a good, nice little season. Oh, Yogi, like yeah, he's been pretty good. There was a super funny tweet about the, the Lakers having the two max, and then some. I think I retweeted it um, about Yogi Ferrell. There was so there was so shout out NBA Twitter because yeah, the trade deadline's like one of the best days to be on Twitter, like overall. I uh yeah, so Yogi Ferrell's he's averaging ten three and two and he's shooting almost forty percent from three. That's better than I would have guessed him ever doing in the NBA. I'm a I'm this is the I'm the official number one Yogi Ferrell podcasting fan. Uh, <laughs> the uh yeah he uh his closest to thirty this year he scored twenty three points. Yeah, uh, I did not. I was not aware of that. I'm glad I did not see that. Uh, the oh, the other thing. Did you see Magic during the presser after the trade when they like were talking? Like Rob Polinka was talking about. Uh, they asked Rob Polinka a question, and he just said, uh, "You can't uh, mention other players by name." And then, well, yeah, because they got he got in yeah, but then then, then uh. I just did it here, so bad, bad podcasting. But he covered Magic covered his mouth. Oh, really? Like, there's a funny gif about it. It'll probably be one of the tweets that we uh, send out when we promote this electrifying podcast episode. That Make is, sure to subscribe, uh, ben, unsubscribe, read down. Been all over the place, so we we do apologize. No, I don't. It's I don't fun. apologize. This, is, this is on brand. Hey, this I'm is this like, is on brand. And it makes sense that it would go this in this format when the the trade deadline goes the way it went. Yeah, because it just was like, I mean, the Cavs stuff is huge, and you gotta talk about all of that. But then it's like there was really a fucking dud after that. Uh, overall, I was just pretty bummed that there wasn't more that went down because I mean, the the only other thing that I really thought could go like everyone was rooting for the DeAndre trade because that's the biggest name that was being rumored. I also really. think it goes in waves to be honest. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it more and more because what was it three years ago we had that nuts with like the Goran Dragic trade like that like last like five minutes that shit just went crazy. Yeah um, it was a couple it was four or five years ago. But like last year was a dud. Or two years yeah, ago, when the year, Bulls in last, last year, there wasn't a lot. Okay, like well, PJ, two years ago, PJ Tucker was got traded right, like right to the Raptors near the deadline. That was surge, yeah. But two years ago was like the Bulls in trade Paul Gasol to the Kings, which was stupid. Um, that was a dud year. So I feel like it almost comes in like te- rules of three or something. But there's a. Uh, it is just super like it's one of the best days to be on Twitter. And I really I I was oh. checking as often as I possibly could. Here's a, a tough Here's day one to question I had for, for you me, Ultra. Unfortunately. Yeah. What do you think LeBron came up for as an icebreaker for all the new teammates? What was this fun icebreaker that they did? 
Mm. <laughs> like, are we talking like the to get game, to know each other? Ice, the icebreaker games that we would yeah. Play? Like, how did he get to know everyone? There was a super funny thing I saw. Like the, I mean, I the really Cavs new the too- Cavs new uh, stadium or the Cavs new jersey sponsor would they swap out Goodyear for the Hello My Name Is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be oh, yeah. that's a good one. I mean, I hope that it would be two truths and a lie. Ooh, uh, that seems like what do you that think? Seems like it'd be the funniest. Two truths and a lie, right? <laughs> Jordan Clarkson's two truths and a lie. Oh, that was the other super fucking funny one. I dated a Kardashian. Yo, Jordan Clarkson one was like, oh man, the the com- first conversation between I between Jordan Clarkson and Tristan is gonna be very interesting. <laughs> oh boy, there were just so hey. many Cavs jokes, and now they're kind of like gonna go away because <laughs> I feel bad they for straighten their I, shit you up. You gotta go. You gotta go from LA to living in Cleveland. That's just kind of a bummer, but yeah, well, he's got to bring like one slam with him that he can just kind of have that situation play itself out for a little bit, right? Uh, well, man. <laughs> oh no, we so we got to wrap up on Revenge Night. Is okay, Revenge right. Night? Blake is playing the Clippers tonight. Jimmy, Rich, and Taj, and Taj is both Jimmy and Taj Gibson's return to the United Center. They should. Honor Taj probably more than Jimmy, but I, it's gonna be, I'll be all Jimmy. But I will not stand by as a man who put Taj Gibson in my top ten favorite NBA players over the summer. It is Taj's return as well to the United Center tonight, so we gotta make sure I can. We'll wrap up here for that, but should we put a little wager on that by chance, Ultra? I think we should. It's. Minnesota seven and a half, and I like the Bulls plus seven and a half. Yeah, and uh, campaign is uh, returning soon. They were talking. Oh yeah, uh, we'll talk about that another time. But I do want to start the movement to make a banner that if because they they basically said if the trade deadline they're gonna play Felicio campaign and Paul Zipser are gonna get more minutes as some of their quote-unquote development players aka the shitty uh, players I actually i take that back i like the t wolves uh, minus seven i don't think campaign's playing out he's got a few more games with the windy city bulls but i want to make a banner for if the bulls are able to secure marvin bagley i want to i want a banner hung up uh, with paul zipser paul zipser <laughs> cristiano felicio and campaigns like all their jerseys not retired but just like their names up there and just say like thank you for your service just like the eternal flame and they're just always on fire just some but just like hey thank you for thank you for break build like destroying this thanks for giving us enough l's so that we could get and the banner should be in an l it should just be an l and it should have those guys three names and then it should say like thank you and their jersey numbers for your service. But I have no Jimmy is going to – so I did say this. I wish this game had been played two months ago because I feel like Jimmy would be a little more saltier and there would be, like, a little bit more edge to this game. I feel like Jimmy's like, over the whole Bulls thing. I think he's pretty happy. Um, he's been playing amazing uh, lately. And I'm also want to close on my 
idea of i've wanted to close on like eight thousand different things to this pod but i just want to re-engage everyone and make them all remind remind them of my cat theory of second second half cat being better than first half cat oh yeah 100 percent. he's already hit the stride i mean he was he was unbelievable against the Cavs, at least from he was dropping so many his dad was cracking me up too he was funny. <laughs> He's talking some shit. Dude, is it is it Carl Anthony Senior? Is Carl Anthony a junior? What's his dad's name? I think he's a junior. He's a big man. He's a oh, yeah. big big man. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, he doesn't mess around. But yeah, I'm a. You know, I uh, I gotta say, I, I'm excited about the T Wolves. I'm I I I really see myself. <laughs> I did not think you were gonna say that. No, dude. I you, you I just went, like you and our you and the friend of the pod, uh, Deucey. I get just constant shit. I know, and I love hating on the Timberwolves, but I like that Cavs game. I just really was like, damn, I really like this team outside of Jeff Teague. But that's like that's yeah. when I know I like a team and is you, when I you watched him the other night when he was at his peak. Like his no, his, but I've been Cavs watching them lately. Like, his, like the last I month, know, I've I actually know. it took me about a month and a half to actually watch a full T-Wolves game because I got bored and annoyed with them but uh, I um, I know I, I start to like a team when I really start to hate a specific player on said team because if I just don't like give a shit about any of the guys on your team I just don't give a shit about your team but like yeah. I've really focused in on my Jeff he- TK and I think it's a re- direct result of no longer being able to hate on Nikola Mirotic Oh, you just got to channel that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm also, not a huge. We were I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. But also, we we were kind of dead ass wrong about the Blake thing, or I was like pretty hesitant. I'm all in on that oh, shit. I, Pistons are super fun good. to watch. They're, super they're five and zero. Oh. Ishmith is dope. I just don't want Reggie well, Jackson to come back to this team. I wish they could somehow just like have him be out the rest of the year. Well, it doesn't hurt when oh they are down nine to the Clippers right now, but they uh, it doesn't yeah. hurt when Andre Drummond's putting up twenty and twenty. And yeah, usually like three steals, three blocks a night. I mean, he's been unbelievable, and Blake's played in part of that because I think he's he's taking a lot. Of, like, he's just creating on the offensive end and making things easier yeah. for for Drummond. But Blake needs to get his shots to fall. He's shooting like 40 percent. Yeah, but that's I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he needs to. I just don't know. Like, I mean, it's like one of those things where he just needs to shoot those and kind of work his way through it. I think he'll have nights where he hits right. some and whatever, but he needs to be an outside perimeter threat. Yeah, he's just he's not making a lot of shots right yeah. now. He'll they look, they're fun. They're they are now a fun team. They are fun. So I was uh, quick quick change of on that, but it's just like all this stuff. I mean, with the NBA. Uh, there's only so much you can assess on paper with all this. It's just it's one of those where, and I, I feel like I take it more and more. The stance is like oh, I gotta wait and see, which is boring and not why you tune into a podcast of two average <laughs> folk. You want to hear some hot takes and like some opinions. Next, but next this uh, the first episode this next week is just gonna be. Oh, we'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I did that. Well, I I I realized and I felt bad. Like I did that from about November to. January 1st and now I'm like ready but 
You're ready for your Like, I said that about the Cavs. Like, it was like, oh, we'll wait and see when Isaiah came back. And then I realized it was the worst. After you see it. You wait and see. Cause, not, and when good. you see it, it's the fucking well, worst. Well, that's, that's tough just because we knew nothing about his injury. I mean, well, we, we, knew he was, really, we knew it was bad. We knew it was kind of bad. We knew that he was, you know, maybe having surgery. But we didn't know. You hear torn ACL, you're like, oh, this guy's probably going to be out for close to a year. Yeah. And then even then, they're going to have to work their way back. Achilles may be even a little bit scarier than that. But when he's just like, oh, he has this really terrible hip hamstring injury. injury hip injury. Or hip injury. Sorry. Uh, it's just, you know, that's a little bit yeah less familiar. So I'm just. I'll give you. I'll cut you a little slack with that. Yeah. But. PJ, I gotta call. Yeah, I got We're calling it. I gotta call it tonight, man. I that Giordano's is calling my name. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Give the superlatives. Give them the info, Ultra, and let's call it a night. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ultra's dying inside that we're at an hour sixteen. We're sorry. No, I love this. If if this if I wasn't if I wasn't, uh, hey, it's National Pizza Day. You can't you can't give me shit for this. You're gonna come to Chicago with more pizza than you know what to do with. I hope that that's true. It's it is one of true. my favorite foods. You know this. But anyway, uh, send us some emails at the point forward nba at gmail.com uh check us out on twitter at the point forward or uh tweet at pj at foolish killer uh and uh you can always tweet at me i'm not probably not gonna answer because i I never get on twitter but uh at ultra 32 um check us out on on stitcher itunes